0: Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, Editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Steve Davis. He is a researcher, veterinarian for Colorado Quality Research. Steve, it's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Steve, um, last year when we talked, we talked about necrotic enteritis naturally. Uh, it was intriguing because you described necrotic enteritis not so much as a disease, but as a syndrome. Are you seeing different variants of Clostridium perfringens?
1: Yes, we are and we're seeing a lot more variation in how the disease of necrotic enteritis or that syndrome is showing itself. Now that more and more companies are going to antibiotic free or no antibiotic ever type of programs, there's more of these, basically all of these companies are dealing with necrotic enteritis issues. So as we see more and more necrotic enteritis issues, it is showing itself in multiple ways.
0: And when you say it's showing itself in multiple ways, um, describe them to me. What exactly are you seeing in the broiler houses now? Well, in some
1: complexes, it's much more severe than others. Uh, And and, uh, interestingly, we used to consider necrotic enteritis was very age-specific that it almost always showed up between 14 and 24 days of age, but now we have some companies and complexes that are seeing it show up before seven days of age, very early, very early, but then we're also having other complexes. That in uh, farms that are seeing a very late, uh, where
0: it's it's showing at uh, 35 days and, and older. My goodness. And has been has there been any pattern to that as far as the types of facilities, number of poultry, stocking density? Have you figured that out? Not
1: really. Uh, it it does appear that uh, most of the situations that these companies are trying to manage through. These, these issues with necrotic enteritis. And I think that's where management factors come into play. Uh, things like humidity, uh, things like their, their feeding programs, feed changes, quality of feed ingredients, all these different things play a role in this disease uh, syndrome. And where they, where a company or a complex is seeing specific timing of this syndrome, it seems to be fairly consistent within that complex, but there's no uh, consistency from one company to another. Some are having very little problems,
0: some are having really big problems. I know from past conversations and certainly your research has shown that coccidiosis usually shows up first and then the chronic enteritis comes along. Now, you've talked about the antibiotic free operations, but coccidiosis, you have vaccines, you have non ionophore anticoccidials that a lot of people are using now. Why do you think you're seeing this necrotic enteritis? Well, definitely
1: seen more necrotic enteritis in even the complexes that are using um, non-ionophore coccidiosis control uh, products, like chemicals, uh, programs. And again, these ionophores were very efficacious against clostridium perfringens, as well as being efficacious against coccidiosis. So as the industry is moving away from those uh, programs, they um, are dealing with more necrotic enteritis. But the the companies that are still using conventional methods that we've seen for years and years of using ionophores, using the uh, feed grade antibiotics, they don't have necrotic antibiotics. So uh, our old methods that we've had for years still work. But as the industry has chosen or the consumers are pushing our
0: industry to move away from those conventional methods, we're getting more and more necrotic enteritis. And just to be clear, ionophores are not indicated for necrotic enteritis, they're indicated for the prevention of coccidiosis. That's right. What you're saying is that when they're not using the ionophores, you're not getting this effective coccidiosis prevention, and then in turn you see more enteritis in those flocks? That
1: and there is there is just some added benefit with those products
0: that that help and that aid in the aid of necrotic enteritis because they are part of an antibiotic family. Yes. So, Steve, there are still lots of products that are out there that can be used for coccidiosis. Have you found a particular combination or rotation or shuttle program that seems to do? The best job of keeping necrotic enteritis out of out of the flock.
1: That's a very good question,
0: and I think the rotation
1: programs are definitely you know important, uh, and even more important now than what we used to uh, have because of the lack of new products to use and to avoid any kind of resistance issues, those kinds of things. But uh, having any one rotation program that works for everyone we haven't seen that I mean it it seems that different rotation programs work for different uh, complexes and companies and uh, I think everyone is finding that they're just having to rotate and um, definitely uh, people are using less coccidiosis vaccine programs by themselves and using what they call bio shuttles, where they're using a combination of vaccine and anti seems to be working the best
0: for uh, most most people that as are going to these uh, no antibiotics programs. And if they're on antibiotic free, again, they would have to avoid the ionophores, so they need to come back with the synthetic products. Exactly. Okay. exactly. Let's talk about the alternative products. I know that you've looked okay. at a lot of those. Consistency has been. challenge but you're also kind of taking a different approach with your methodology as far as research because I guess evaluating a direct fed microbial for example is much different than evaluating a a medication or a vaccine. That's right
1: and uh, this this whole direction of the industry has forced even us as researchers to kind of change our approach to Our disease challenge models, and our necrotic enteritis challenge models in in particular. Because FDA or USDA requires a a very different challenge model to get a label claim for a product, uh, such as a pharmaceutical or an antibiotic. But uh, those kinds of challenge models are just too severe, to be able to uh, not overwhelm the efficacy that these non-antibiotic products show. So what we have found is that we're using multiple grow-out type challenge uh, model now that we, we give the challenge as we have in the past. We usually vaccinate with coccidiosis on day one, and we challenge with the clostridium perfringens at around 17 days of age. But then what we find that that grow out, that that direct challenge seems to be too severe to be able to shake out small differences between treatments or dose titration effects, that kind of thing. So what we've started doing is doing multiple grow outs and we challenge the first couple uh, grow outs. Same hens get the same treatments on that first two grow outs and then in the third one we just put these birds on the used litter with the same treatments again and then we have the litter seated down enough that we get a natural break with the a, a Clostridium perfringens and the coccidiosis to create necrotic enteritis but it's at a In that situation, we're getting enough necrotic enteritis that we get a significant impact on weight gain, feed conversion, less mortality, and thus we're not overwhelming some of these treatments and we're able to shake out some treatment
0: effects. So you're developing a much better understanding of how these products work and what to expect from them. And we've been forced to, uh, because there's
1: really, uh, hasn't been good necrotic enteritis models that can consistently shake out these uh, benefits that some of these products have because they just don't they don't have the same kind of efficacy that the antibiotics did and so we have to be able to tone down the challenge enough to be able to measure some efficacy but yet have enough challenge that uh, we have some impact on weight gain, fee conversion
0: at least, or we measure nothing as well. So it's a fine line. It is a fine line and it seems like you've got your work cut out for you. Should be another exciting year. It keeps us busy. I'm sure it does. We have been talking to Dr. Steve Davis. He is a contract researcher and veterinarian at Colorado Quality Research. Steve, thank you again. Thank you.